0: Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper,
1: Dave Neal. Oh, All right, it's a power holiday season. Happy Friday afternoon, December 22nd, 2023. That's right, the last... Work day before Monday's Christmas. Are you guys all excited or what? Who's starting their Christmas shopping this afternoon? My wife and I decided no Christmas this year. We're canceling Christmas. Well, you know, we're moving to Tennessee in a few weeks. And uh, who needs an extra picture frame or two? You know what I mean? No one's got the room for that. All right, I got all your content in one place. We have updates on Dancing with the Stars. Derek Huff, his wife, of course, had crazy brain surgery, removed a a piece of her skull after getting sick following a dancing performance. We'll have that story. Jennifer Love Hewitt talks a little bit about aging, and we've got a Golden Bachelor contestant talking about some... Rude and nude photos slid that slid into her DMs. It's say welcome to being an influencer. One second you're a grandma, the next second you're receiving, uh, lewd photography. That life comes at you fast. And I've got all of your, uh, uh, all of your products from 2023 that are being discontinued. Rest in peace, Sierra Mist. We'll have all of that and more on today's episode. But first, let's kick things off with the beautiful Andrea Bocelli with his son matteo singing holy night,
2: oh, holy night the sun.
1: folks. And then boy, I tell you what, uh, and my, here's a question I have for you. Let me know Let me know your thoughts on this. We always debate when Christmas music should start playing. You know, my wife begins on November 1st like a psychopath. I'm a big uh, December 1st guy. I'll give you Black Friday after Thanksgiving. But the question really is, when should Christmas music end? Uh, do, you, do you get to sing it till January 1st? I'd love to know your thoughts on all of that. You know what goes great with Christmas music and Christmas in general is a microdose gummy. Let me tell you something about microdose. You know, it can relieve anxiety and pain and muscle tension. You ever get muscle tension from dealing with your parents or in-laws? I'll tell you this from firsthand experience. Hate to break the news to them, but there is no better way than to handle the in-laws than an edible, a little microdose gummy. Microdose uh, is a term you might have heard of But it's not just people getting high; it's just about a feel-good feeling. The microdose edibles are only three milligrams each. Uh, You know, a normal edible would be like five milligrams, so they're a little bit less. You can take half or two, whatever your uh, whatever your daily dosage is. And um, it's 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 all about that just-right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after the workout or a nice long hot shower. You feel relaxed, focused, and energized. That's called being in the zone, and you want to get there with microdose edibles. We got the deal for you. To learn. More about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code rush hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, microdose.com code rush hour. That's microdose.com code rush hour for 30% off. I'm gonna end today's episode with quite possibly the most vulgar song I've ever played. But before we get there, here is a nice rendition by Miss Chloe Flower in the Roots on the Tonight Show. It's called Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Take that paycheck, hopefully you got a bonus today. Take that bonus and blow it on some candy canes. Get all of your TR Deli peppermint bark chocolates ready and enjoy the hell out of this weekend. Let's get into all of your entertainment news here. We'll play some more from The Tonight Show. But again, that's Miss Chloe Flower a pianist and composer here just absolutely rocking it on The Tonight Show uh, with an instrumental version of Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. And all right, let's get to this. All of the products from 2023 that are now being discontinued uh, from Pastina Pasta to Sierra Mist. They're going to share some of them right here. Oh, the AHA Seltzer Water. Remember AHA Seltzer Water? We bid you farewell, Coca-Cola's attempt to make a La La Croix competitor fizzled out less than three years after its debut. Aha! A lineup of flavored seltzer waters, with some with a splash of caffeine, rolled out in 2020 amid the pandemic and never gained traction with consumers. Anchor Steam Beer, that's going to go. The San Francisco-based beer company is out. Duncaccino! Rest in peace Duncaccino. I didn't even know they still made a Duncaccino. Duncaccino, which was one of Dunkin's most recognizable drinks, was quietly eliminated in March from the chain's menus, ending a more than two decade run for the drink that mixed together coffee and hot chocolate and also a early corporate bowel movement because let me tell you you can't drink a duncaccino without immediately checking in at work so your boss knows you're there and running to the bathrooms mcdonald's mccafe sweets are also saying goodbye pastina pasta uh, i don't know if anyone's a big pastina pasta fan they're gone raspberry rally cookies from girl scouts they're out the door they've discontinued the old raspberry rally Again, we say goodbye to Sierra Mist. In January, PepsiCo nixed Sierra Mist, the lemon-lime-flavored soda that's been around for 24 years. All right, that has to go. Wendy's Grilled Chicken Sandwich. I guess Wendy's is learning nobody goes to Wendy's to eat healthy. (laughs) No one's like, oh, can I have your diet chicken? No, give me the fried chicken sandwich or shut the hell up. They say goodbye as well. All right, well, those are the products that are now gone. Let's do this. I'm going to jump over to Joan from Golden Bachelor and hear what she has to say about some of the attention she's received since being on the show. We'll have that right after this commercial break. All right, we know Almost Famous Podcast. Very good at getting bite-sized clips on their Instagram, almost underscore famous podcast. So let's hear what Joan has to say after being on The Bachelor and uh, what types of DMs slid into her direction.
2: What about DMs? Do you ever fall into anyone's DMs? Or... Oh, my goodness. I believe they
1: call you it sliding. sliding. Into DMs. Sorry, into DMs. I haven't
2: been I... single in 20 years, so I've heard this. there you go.
0: <laughs> now, Joan, just before you say it, I, I met my wife through sliding into her
2: ha! DMs. Okay, hey! so- so how do I
1: vet the people that... So you, I've had a lot.
2: I don't know that you vet. So and I just had continue some to talk, right?
1: Yeah, you just oh,
2: Or you can do a background check. I mean... you. I
0: think <laughs> I would need to. So I've had... Okay, I'm going to say it because I'm sure this will get beeped out, but I've had pics sent to me. For the, no! Uh, For the oh, love. No. No, many,
2: mm. no, no, not many, several though. Listen. What about DMs? So yeah. she
1: said she hasn't had many uh, nude photos sent to her, but several. And it's like, I'm sure there's a lot of younger influencers that are saying, hey, welcome to the club, Joan. This is just how it works. I, I don't condone that, but boy, does it exist. All right. Almost Famous also shared some clips of some happy couples. We have Dean and Kaylin. And then we also have, of course, Serena, and uh, grocery store Joe, uh, both discussing uh, sort of that post-marriage life. Have a listen. So now that you're a married couple, what is your favorite thing about Dean, Kalen? Oh,
0: it's going oh. to be hard for her to think of <laughs> I, think. I love his blonde hair. Okay. Um, <laughs> if that's the only thing that you <laughs> no. can think of, it's <laughs> bad. He he it's real <laughs> bad in that case. <laughs> um, my favorite thing about Dean since being married, not a lot has changed since being married. I will say the first couple weeks after like seeing him go from saying like, I'll never get married. I don't want to get married. I want nothing to do with it. To then right after the wedding, talking to you, talking to Josh, talking to like our friends who are married and, and, and just sharing with me and our other friends, just like how much he loves marriage and how great it is to have a wife and the way that he, says he loves me, whether it's to my face or through friends. And I hear it through their grapevine. It's it's very nice to hear.
1: There it is, folks. So Kaylin's happy that she was able to convince Dean to fall into the trap of marriage. And now look, I mean, Dean obviously came from a place where he didn't see a happy marriage with his parents. So he didn't sort of respect the sanctity of marriage, which I don't blame him. There's a lot of bad marriages out there. There's a lot of bad divorces and it's ugly and people are fighting over for all of the different sort of uh, who gets the dogs and I want the truck and this and that. It's ugly. It is ugly out there. But if you look at the healthy marriages and the ones that work, you realize, all right, we can make this happen. Now, by all means, Dean and Kalen have been married for a hot minute, so let's see if they can walk the walk. But I think they have what it takes. I'm very happy for them. And in other couples that actually have made it to the altar in the bachelor world and have lasted so far as they still are standing we've got uh, serene in grocery store joe when you get engaged on tv it it's kind of like so heightened and, and yeah. so intense that yeah. not that it like lessened being marriage but it i, I no, guess it made I've every never in my life felt more what? elated and on like this crazy emotional high than the 24 hours after our engagement yeah i can never mm. i will yeah, never that replicate that feeling ever it's just not possible it was so insane it was the craziest thing i've ever done in my whole life Wow, the craziest thing she's ever done in her whole life. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be some other highs in life, uh, but uh, very nice to hear the positives that come out of the franchise. Here's a negative that has come out of the franchise, that being the Clayton Echo paternity scandal, which I'm not going to talk much about. But I did want to share the ra- the reality Steve clip of him reading his response to Jane Doe. She, of course, sent him a scathing email, uh, basically telling him to shut up and stop talking about her and get her name out of your mouth. Uh, To which his reply was, what are you going to do? Sue me? Careful, Steve. She just might. Either way, here's his response to her as heard on his podcast today. You can go listen to his full episode, which goes more in depth into his thought process regarding communicating with her and all that. But here's what he had to say.
0: So she sent me a seven-paragraph email basically saying, stop talking about me. You're infringing on my rights. I'm a private person. Blah, 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 blah doesn't matter what you said. So this is what I responded with. Again, I could have my lawyer rip apart this email literally sentence by sentence, but it's not worth my time. He's already laughed at the past ones you've sent me. But I've made this as easy for you as possible. Dave and I talk about this case because it's public in the Arizona courts, and we can. And the reason we talk about it is because we don't believe you that you're pregnant and never have. Why? Because you haven't provided one piece of evidence that you are. Since you listen to my podcast daily, and then in parentheses, along with Dave's, which I find totally bizarre that a 30-week pregnant woman spends all day listening to podcasts about her and goes back and forth with trolls on Reddit. Don't you have doctor's appointments to attend? Don't you have anything better to do? Don't you have the health of your unborn twins, quote unquote, to worry about more than this? I digress. End of paragraph, end of parentheses there. You've heard me say this a thousand times. Pregnancy is the easiest thing in the world to prove especially at 30 weeks. When you were four, six, eight weeks pregnant, maybe not as hard. Now, simple. You would have had so many doctor's appointments to this point, they'd be coming out of your ears. So show us proof. Go into your patient portal and print out your most recent visit. Not hard at all. Don't wanna do that? Fine, get on a FaceTime call. No videos, no pictures, no sonograms, etc. All you have to do is, is show us what you've been screaming from the mountaintops for 30 weeks, and that's that you're pregnant. You should have done this weeks ago, but, well, we all know why you haven't. You prove to us you're pregnant and show proof they're Claytons, and we're done talking about this. Dave and I stop immediately and remove all videos and podcasts about it. It is that simple. Yet something tells me here comes the list of excuses as to why you won't do that in 3, 2, Won. And that was my email to her.
1: And I just have to say this, if you're a fan of mine and a friend of the show, you have to uh, uh, give some love to Reality Steve for fighting this battle. I mean, part of the issue is how she slides into everyone's emails threatens them with lawsuits and keeps everybody quiet on the low and low that's where abuse happens that's where darkness festers and molds created we need this all to be out in the open and all and all that means is share all the court filings share all the public things share it all so that way the mistreatment of Clayton and all these other issues don't happen and I think we've really turned a tide here where look you don't have to be an advocate for a men have to be treated this way or women have to be treated that way. I'm okay with looking at things on an individual case-by-case basis. And imagine the months of abuse it seems that Clayton had to deal with. The threatening emails, here's a contract, date me or else. If you don't do this, I'm going to go to the press. Unbelievable, folks. I mean, golly, Clayton, God bless you. And you always go, how, like, what's the overall message? I do believe in, like, divine creators. I, I do. I believe there's a greater sort of through line to all of this. And I go, what was the message and point here? What was Clayton supposed to learn from all of this? And is he going to be able to use this to become a better person? I, I, I bet you he's going to be able to tell the heck of a story when it's all said and done. I got to be honest with you, I'm trying creatively to uh, express my uh, sort of a story through the art of stand-up by just sharing how odd it's been being sued from a fellow podcaster. It's been a very odd year, folks. As I start my stand-up set with, I I say 2023 was interesting. I was featured in Time Magazine, and then I was sued by another podcaster. And if that's not the two most American things you can do, be featured in Time Magazine and be sued, I don't know what is, folks. We love a good lawsuit, right? Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. That's right. During the recording of this podcast episode, I received breaking news that's absolutely wild with regards to the Clayton Eckerd v. Jane Doe court case. I'm not kidding. If you are watching this on Patreon, we had already uploaded this episode. I'm now inserting the breaking news in right here. New filings in the lawsuit of one Jane Doe suing Dave Neal for harassment. Uh, Because of this lawsuit, lawsuit, my lawyer and I decided it would be a good opportunity to use the, the, of course our defense, which is trying to find out who some of the Uh, quote-unquote actors are within this case, one of which being Chase J. Jones, this anonymous person who joined my Patreon account, also the same person who wrote a hit piece against Clayton Eckert to try to get him canceled. Their words, uh, it's a big deal, right? Who is Chase J. Jones? That's the question we've asked. We've subpoenaed Google because they have a Google address. We've subpoenaed Patreon because they joined my Patreon. And all we want to know is who the hell Is Chase J. Jones. We actually don't care too much about all of the inner workings of this person, but I need to know this. I need to know who they are. Because, and and of course, they say it's not a big deal. uh, Their conclusion to their uh, motion. So essentially, they filed a motion to quash the subpoena. Uh, Their initial motion was rejected. My lawyer emailed them back multiple times, essentially saying, hey, Chase, uh, let's get on a quick. Zoom chat. We just want to see who you are. We'll settle this right here. We'll drop the subpoena, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's all that was asked for, right? No one needs to know about all of their history. They just want to know who the hell is Chase J. Jones. Uh, The conclusion of this uh, motion to quash says, the subpoena issued in this case is overbroad, irrelevant, and infringes upon constitutionally and federally protected privacy rights. Therefore, it is imperative that this motion to quash the subpoena be granted to protect my rights and uphold the legal standards governing the issues of subpoenas. So my thought is, why... Does Chase J. Jones not want us to know who they are? I think that's a fair question to ask. We're not stalking them. We're not harassing them. We're just saying through the extent of the law, we would like to know who it is that joined my Patreon, paid $5 to listen to my content, and we just want to know. If the billing address goes back to Chase J. Jones, it's like, okay, maybe they're a real person. But all we know right now about Chase J. Jones is that they set up their domain in Tempe, Arizona. All we know about Chase J. Jones is that they emailed me with a VPN saying, They were in Paris. All we know about Chase J. Jones is that their virtual address is listed as Seattle. Why do I say virtual? Because they use a virtual P.O. box. So we don't even know that this is a real person, and yet this person is allowed to send out press releases to what I'm assuming are tens, if not hundreds, of PR companies trying to cancel Clayton Eckert? We just want to know your identity. Take off the mask, Chase J. Jones, and tell us who you are. I'm going to have more updates on this as they come in. It's wild, folks a wild Christmas gift on the 22nd of December. And that's your breaking news update. No way closer to knowing who Chase Jade Jones is, but they have filed a motion to quash the subpoena. We'll have more on this tomorrow on the YouTube video as I compile all of these motions. This doesn't hurt my case at all. It's just more interest into the whereabouts in the strange case of who is Chase J. Jones. Okie dokie. Well, uh, here's a story that I hope is on the way towards a happy ending. We've got Derek Huff saying his wife, Haley's skull surgery was successful. What the hell are we talking about? Skull surgery? Yes, if you haven't been following this story of a dancer who had emergency surgery following a terrible uh, sort of a turn of events, hopefully this Christmas nightmare turns into a Christmas blessing. I'll have this story for you right after this. Now, you're probably familiar, but we record these you, uh, these podcast videos live with the video on the Patreon. So if you want to watch us make the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal. And I, I said, I just asked you guys, and I'm getting live in the moment feedback. I said, what could be the life lesson for Clayton? And our good pal Araceli said, the lesson for Clayton is be careful who you bang. And of course, that takes us to one of our favorite soundboard moments. Be careful who you bang. Which is great advice given to us by I Believe, I think a listener in the Carolinas maybe in Florida and of course Clayton's argument well hey I didn't even bang her and it's like I know be careful who you almost banged um all right, let's go back to this Derek Huff story. Uh says wife's skull surgery was successful. Derek Huff shared a positive update on his wife Haley's health. Huff announced on social media that Haley, who uh, who like Huff is a professional dancer, underwent a successful skull surgery this week following an emergency craniectomy earlier this month. The Dancing with the Stars judge took to Instagram with the update writing with immense gr- with immense relief, gratitude, and overwhelming joy, I'd like to share that Haley's cranioplasty surgery has been successfully completed as planned. He continued, My sincerest appreciation goes to the exceptional medical team. Their expertise and steady hands were pivotal in this journey, ensuring a smooth and successful surgery, especially Dr. May, who not only performed the surgery, but was also the one who saved her life two weeks ago. Derek Huff thanked everyone who sent positive messages their way. He said, We are profoundly touched by the outpouring of support and prayer from each of you. Your thoughts, prayers, and positive energy has been a source of strength and comfort for us during this challenging time. It's truly heartwarming to know how much love and care surround us. Uh, She was diagnosed with a cranial hematoma from a burst blood vessel and required an emergency craniectomy two weeks ago. Her skull implant surgery was to restore the skull to its natural shape and protect the brain from injury. He signed off with saying, this surgery marks a significant milestone in my wife's recovery journey, and your support has played a crucial role in getting us here. We are filled with hope and optimism for the future, knowing she is on the path to a full recovery, surrounded by such a loving community. The two tied the knot in August in California. I mean, isn't it a wild story, folks? Uh, you know, a dancer uh, like, like her, a professional dancer, might be the, the healthiest person out there. It's a reminder when we see our family this Christmas season, this holiday season, that every day is fleeting and life is actually way more sensitive than sometimes we imagine. We always think there's a tomorrow or a day after. We always think, I'll get around to making amends with my brother. I'll tell my dad how I really feel. My mom knows, you know, we take all these things for granted let this be a lesson that life can be uh cut short and let's just continue to appreciate it and be grateful for all that it brings to us in every moment i know it's not easy i know christmas sometimes is about joy and sometimes you think of all the things you lack uh, which isn't obviously the intention but you know it's a time to uh, sort of audit what happened this year Uh, You got this one week after Christmas, before New Year's, right? Where you go, okay, how do I go into 2024 changing my bad habits? How do I uh, realize I'm wasting time doing this or not pursuing the things I want to pursue? Do you feel that gut feeling, feeling of inadequacy? Do you feel a feeling that you might not be uh, necessarily uh, watering the right plants. Maybe you spend too much time uh, trying to make your kids perfect and not worrying about yourself. Maybe you maybe you spend too much time dealing with your boss's nonsense and not yourself. I think uh, becoming the best, strongest, healthiest, most creative version of yourself will uh, expand to those around you. So we have to remember the best thing we, the best gift we can give those around us is the gift of happiness, high energy, and love. All right. Well... One of my childhood crushes is in the news and we always like a good childhood crush. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I should say not a childhood crush, more like a young teens crush. Uh, right when uh, right when puberty hits is the exact same time Jennifer Love Hewitt uh, made her fame. And so there's a lot of uh, uh, um, men, I would say, born in the mid to late 1980s that have similar feelings. Jennifer Love Hewitt calls out aging in Hollywood after being labeled unrecognizable in filtered pics. She says it's dangerous, I think, to say to women you can't look like you're not 22 to me anymore because i don't know how to take that you can't look like you're not i don't even know what that means the 911 star 44 years young appeared on the podcast inside of you with michael rosenbaum earlier this month and pushed back on claims that she looked unrecognizable after debuting a dark bob to her instagram followers this fall aging in hollywood is really hard she told the host it's really hard because you can't do anything right "'I was getting my hair done "'and I had not a stitch of makeup on, "'so I threw on a filter,' she said. and "'It was just a filter that at the time "'looked nice in the light at the salon. "'I really gave it no thought.'" She says, and then um, uh, that after she posted the photo, a bunch of people were like, Jennifer Love Hewitt is unrecognizable. And then another place was like, she's unrecognizable. And so she's gone to filters because she doesn't want us to know how bad she actually looks now in her forties. And she said, this is crazy, right? Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt's beautiful, uh, but sadly, uh, and it's not right, but if you know, one aspect of Hollywood and film and TV is your looks. And so when audiences think you've lost your fastball, they let you know, and that's just not right. Because, you know, we watch, you know, I'm 38, right? And I'll watch a show. And um and I'll look at you me maybe someone who was on Baywatch from the nineteen nineties and you go, Wow, they look different now. It's like, yeah, no shit. I also look different from how I looked twenty-five years ago, you know? I just have the luxury of aging like a normal person. Although I did I mean, I have had some haters make fun of my gray hairs or whatever, which is fine. I like a good gray hair. You know, I get the gray hairs from dealing with the haters, you know? Uh I need to build Jane Doe uh for all of the gray hairs she's given me. Uh but no, seriously though, I've been happy to maintain a nice hairline throughout this whole fiasco. Uh, but either way, it it is annoying how strangers online can just criticize people's looks, and it's like, all right, Deborah, let's see what you look like. You know what I mean? Let's turn the tides around on you. All right. Well, I have an aggressive song to play for you to wrap up this episode. I will be back on Monday with a special Christmas. Uh, podcast. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know not everyone celebrates Christmas. Maybe you're a single mom or dad and you don't have the kids on Monday and you celebrate a day later, whatever the case may be, I will be here for you. And I thank everyone for being here for me and being so loyal. I appreciate y'all so much. Uh, The song I'm about to play for you is an R-rated song. I I want you to know that. Uh, This is a song that my wife found and said, wouldn't this be great to play on a Friday afternoon. This is the perfect song to play when you're leaving work, especially if it's a job you don't like. So I'm gonna go out on this song. As always, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. This
2: nine to five can suck my cock. I'd rather eat shit than punch that clock. Monday through Friday is a hassle everybody here is an asshole today's the day i grow some balls stop jacking off in the bathroom stall and blowing my load in the sink and tell them what i really think fuck this job fuck you boss fuck your profit and fuck your loss fuck you linda at the front desk too yeah in the mail room. This whole company can slap my knife Fuck out y'all Fuck this job Bye, loser. <laughs> Without me here This place is screwed Y'all don't know half the shit I do I should've understood from the get-go I oughta be running this whole P.S. I pissed in the coffee pot Took a big dump in the parking lot Hit a dildo in the drawer my ass! I'm out the door. Fuck this job. Fuck you, boss. Fuck your profit and fuck your loss. Garbage. Fuck you, Linda, at the front desk too. The Got blood you, is on man. your hands,
0: Dave Neal. Fuck
2: you, this whole company can slide my knob Fuck out y'all. Fuck this job. Fuck out y'all.
0: Fuck this job. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at D Neals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.